Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. Welcome to Protege Podcast. My name is Van Taylor, and I have an exciting word of encouragement to share with you today titled, He is the author and finisher of my faith. In this season, the author is writing our love story. How awesome is that? All we have to do is give him the pen, meaning our lives, and his name will be glorified in our stories, which is our personal testimonies. The reason that I am so very excited about this word is because the author is writing this beautiful story about me. It is his ultimate plan, and it gives me encouragement knowing that I can't destroy it, I can't ruin it, because he is the author and finisher of my faith. So let's take a look at this from the Bible. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, for who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. He is the author and finisher of my faith. I want to break down the languages in these verses so that you will receive a clear understanding of the author and finisher of my faith. Just a little history on Hebrews 12. The author and the recipient of this letter are unknown. But what we gather from the letter is that the Hebrews are a group of Jewish Christians who are undergoing severe persecution and imprisonment because of their association with Jesus. This was causing some to walk away from Jesus and abandon their faith altogether. So the author writes this letter to tell them that Jesus is the ultimate revelation of God's love and mercy and that God will never, ever abandon them. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, which is an exhortation. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, this is not talking about witnesses in the sense of people watching how well we run the race, but those great heroes of faith from Hebrews chapter 11, whose life of faith and perseverance bear witness to us that faith works. Those who by their actions have testified to the value and victory of faith, they have entered into their reward. Now it is our turn 
to run the race with perseverance. Let us also lay aside every weight, encumbrances and entanglements that slow us down and trip us up. Encumbrances that slow us down, the waiting process, which is an amoral hindrance. For example, how long did Noah have to patiently labor before the promised devastation of the flood arrived? About 120 years of perseverance. What did Abraham have to lay aside in order to follow the call of God in his life? He was willing to make the ultimate sacrifice of obedience by giving up his only son. What did Moses have to lay aside in order to be an effective leader for God's people? All of the comforts and good food and pleasures of life in the royal palace in Egypt. And what did Christ have to lay aside in order to fulfill the will of the Father? He has to make the ultimate sacrifice, his life on Calvary. What have you been unwilling to lay aside that weighs you down and makes you a weaker player in the Christian life? Could it be some previous relationships that are not helping you draw close to Jesus? Could it be some possessions that you value too much or some pleasures that consume too much of your time? And then entanglements that trip us up immoral hindrances and the sin which clings so closely so easily entangles us do you have things weighing on you in this season maybe it's a financial burden or a relational burden or even a physical burden the author also says lay aside sin which clings so closely sin is anything that comes between you and your relationship with the Father. That's the enemy's main goal, to get you as far away from God as he can, because he knows your real strength. Lay aside anything that's heavy or keeps you from getting close to Jesus. So primarily, the sin of unbelief, of trusting in the flesh, instead of having all of your dependence focused on Jesus Christ. Each one of us is wired in such a way that there tends to be a particular sin, a particular area of struggle and temptation that proves especially difficult to overcome. But for all of us, the key is living a life of faith and walking by the power of the Holy Spirit. What are we experiencing a victory in the Christian life, a victory that God gives us by his grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us aside these things. The author tells us it's so we can run with endurance. Everybody knows that the team that's in better shape can run circles around their opponent and therefore win. Some of the other words used for endurance in the Bible are steadfastness, patience, and hopeful waiting. Paul talks about endurance in his letter to the Romans. 
Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Romans 5 verses 3 through 5. Hopeful waiting. We train and strengthen ourselves for situations like these so that our character is strong enough to produce hope. Verse 2, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The second part of this verse lays out how Jesus was the perfect example of someone who laid aside anything that kept him from doing the will of his father. He ran with endurance. So what does it mean that Jesus was the author of our faith? The word in the Greek can be translated as prince, captain, or pioneer. Jesus is the first cause of our faith. He blazed the trail of faith, showing us what it means to trust our Heavenly Father with our whole lives. The author also calls him the perfecter of our faith. This word in Greek can be translated as finisher or completer. His sacrificial death on a cross and his resurrection three days later completed the mission of God. Verse 2 also says, For the joy set before him, that Jesus went to the cross. The joy set before him was you, us. The mission of God has always been and will always be having a relationship with his people. He wants to come close to you. He was willing to endure the shame that was associated with death on a cross because he knew it meant he would get you, us. The passage goes on to say that now Jesus is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. To be seated at the right hand of someone is to be seated in a position of honor and authority. In his letters to Roman, Paul says that Jesus is at the right hand of God, interceding for us. Romans 8.34 He knows exactly how you are feeling. He knows exactly what you need. And he goes to the Father on your behalf. Jesus is the reason that we have access to the Father. He provides the bridge that connects us together, which is access to unconditional love and mercy. Verse 3, finishing the race set before us. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. The race set before all of us looks a little different. For some, it's wondering Where's the next paycheck? Where will it come from? Or how long until you can secure a job? For others, 
is finding the motivation to finish the semester well and overcome apathy. For others, it might be finding the strength to remain faithful until God changes your situation. And still others might be consumed with fear over the thought of disease and death that surrounds them. How long will we have to live like this? In verse 3, it tells us, consider what Jesus did so that we won't grow weary and faint-hearted. If you hear one thing, hear this. There is strength in remembering Jesus. He made it possible for us to endure situations like this and to flourish in them. Without him, it all falls apart. Remember Jesus and find rest, peace, and strength. In conclusion, remember Peter stepping out of the boat to walk on the water and come to Jesus? Well, it started out well, but then he lost his focus on Jesus, started looking around at the impossibility of the task, and quickly began to sink. As we are running our marathon race, we can have confidence in knowing our beautiful story is being written by the author and finisher of our faith. Why is this so reassuring for me? When God is writing my story, it's going to end in victory because his name is on it. He is writing the story to make sure that he is going to get the glory. It's not a question as to if things are going to get better because they have to get better because his name is on it. In the Bible, God said he is going to make your name great for his namesake. Genesis 12, 2. I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. He is the author and finisher of my faith. Keep running your race. Keep focusing on Jesus. Keep on running until your race has been won. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Have a blessed Sunday.